since the last interview that I did when I met Sarah, I'd been moving forward looking for avenues that interest me as far as selling things online, something I wouldn't mind doing. And I think I'd mentioned how I like finding cool pop culture collectibles and toys and figures and things like that. When I was down in Chicago during the last season of the show, I had met Grant Biachoco, the puppeteer for Crow on Mystery Science Theater 3000. He was working the live touring show that they were doing. Grant is also someone who I animated a cartoon for years ago. Now, while we were down there, I found a store that was called Bric-a-Brac. And when I walked in, they had all these collectible items and artwork. It was so much like the stuff that I have collected over the years. It's what my house looked like. And it gave me the idea to start collecting things that interest me again and sell them. Because truthfully, I love being around that stuff. I feel like even being around it is just kind of inspiring in itself. So I started cataloging what I had and started posting them on eBay, Mercari, and the Facebook Marketplace. Which the funny thing about the Facebook Marketplace is you meet the people in person when they buy something. I've actually kind of enjoyed that. Just random brief conversations with people that revolve around what I'm selling them. One guy who bought a board game from me said he got it because it reminded him of going to his grandmother's house when he was growing up which I thought was pretty awesome. I've actually learned a lot from these short little introductions with people that I'm probably never going to see again. It's kind of neat. And it turns out I wasn't the only person interested in these things that I had. So I started looking into how I can find even more stuff that I like and build up my collection again after I sell it. I was really kind of digging this. So on the weekends, I've been hitting estate sales and looking for stuff. It reminded me of what Anastasia told me about back in season two about what she does. I encourage people, go check out Habitat Restore. Go mm-hmm. go check out garage sales or Craigslist and see what you can do to, to work with products that are already out there and you can dress them up and put them in your shop and use them for a while until you can bank a little bit of money to do something else mm-hmm. more expansive in your shop. I've just never been about getting loans or we just sort of make it work. There's just something about finding creative things and putting them together with other interesting things that just makes them seem more inspiring. I'm Tom Ray, and this is American Bandito. was a bit nicer, so I was able to actually meet the person I talk with today inside of the train car. I'm Lucy Smith. Um, I also go by Lulu Weird Design, and I do graphic design. She's someone that I heard about after I met Loudon from American Trash back in August, and I had been following her on Instagram. How did you come up with Lulu? Yeah, it's kind of a nickname. I don't know when it started, actually. I think it's just like a shortened version of Lacey, kind of, and <laughs> I like it. Then you're from Madison. Well, I grew up in Wanakee, and then I've lived in Madison, like, since I was, like, 18 or something, like, okay. on the east side. Did you go to school for art? Yeah, I went to the Madison College graphic design program. What would you say the style of what you do it? People say I have a style, but I don't I don't know how I'd define it. I guess it's kind of, like, maybe, like, a little sloppy looking, <laughs> but like so? in a good way. Yeah. How would I describe it? And also there's an artist I want to reference and I can't think of the name. So there you go. It reminds me <laughs> of that. One thing you did recently is you posted that your stuff was in Mad City Music Exchange, what you made for Record Store Day. Yeah. I, well, my husband used to work at Mad City, so I've known Dave for a while. When I was in school, I did a lot of screen printing and I think it was like maybe... 
two record store days ago, I did that poster as well. It was like a screen print. I think I did like 200 three-color screen prints for that. It was kind of insane. That was when I was still in school, so okay. they have a really awesome print lab right. at Madison College. Do you screen print at home? No, I need like a bigger space or I'm kind of like in between spaces right now. Where do you normally do it? Well, I did do it at school and just like took advantage of that a lot. So I haven't done it in a while. I would like to get back into that. I know like there's another, there's like a place called Polka Press. I've checked them out before, but I just like haven't had time or like I want to get like a bunch of work together to actually get ready to print. They have like a punch card system now. I think it's like hourly, like you go in and can like use their lab and they like punch your card. Like come in 10 times and you get one free or? Like by the hour they'll punch it or something or like, I don't know if there's like a session. I shouldn't even be talking about this because I don't know enough details. But <laughs> still, that's I, I had no idea. What do you want to do with that? I would just like to use it again just to get back into screen printing because I really, I love screen printing and just like kind of probably like build my freelance stuff a little bit more. That's what I've been doing for a while. What kind of freelance stuff are you doing? I do a lot of like posters. I think that's been my main thing since I started. But I've done some work with friends for like logos and stuff too recently. How do these people find you or do you reach out to them? Yeah, it's been kind of word of mouth so far. Like I've had enough work through word of mouth where I haven't really tried to find clients. But I'd like to maybe focus a little more time to it. How do you charge friends? I feel like that would be a difficult thing to do. Like, oh, sure, I'd love to do it. It'll be this much. (laughs) I have like a rate and I mean, I think I started... A lot cheaper or like doing a lot of trade and I still do trade with friends sometimes but I don't know I feel like a lot of the friends I work with are also like doing their own side hustle thing so they get it one friend I did trade with does hair so that was cool and then another friend who I did a logo for is like a jewelry designer and she just like paid me really well because I think she gets it (laughs) so yeah so it helps that you have people that are actually trying to make money themselves doing what they want to do when you did pursue clients for freelance work how did you actually approach people or where would you look well I was in bands for a while and I think that's kind of how the poster thing started because it was like doing art for my band and for shows and stuff like that zebras like a kind of metal punkish band yeah so I think that's kind of how that started and then when I was going to school and using the print lab and getting into screen printing I did like a big project where I just reached out to like everyone I knew who was doing events and shows and just was like I'll do a poster for you and design it and print it or whatever like for super cheap because I just wanted to like see what happened (laughs) so I did a lot of work I think I did like 20 design and screen printed posters in like a semester so it was pretty intense that kind of kicked it into gear i guess (laughs) you were like really crowdsourcing friends that yeah makes total sense you have enough people that you know that had a need and you filled it and you you saw that that was the market to do that it seemed to me like doing things for people locally comes pretty easy to Lacey. have you ever tried to sell any of the things that you do online no that's another thing that i'm i would like to do is like sell prints or like make some merch and do that kind of thing but i need some things to happen first like i need a bigger space and yeah just kind of like to get organized a little bit so you would go the full like i print these not the print on demand like just do designs and people can order them on different items i think i would yeah i think i'd like to like get back into the printing studio and do some more handmade stuff like that. And I saw that you did have a web 
design reimagining thing. Are you looking to do web design? Do you do web design at all? I do stuff like with Squarespace and, okay. and templates and stuff like that. Right. Yeah, I'm more of a designer than a coder for sure, but but I dabble with it. I've done a few people's websites. Then I also work with my husband. We have a record label and I do that website. Tell me about this record label. I'm actually very intrigued by it. And how did it get going to begin with? It's kind of more his project, but I'm super into it too. Kind of started with, there's this dude, Snake Finger, who is a guitar player for the band The Residents. And he had this really cool bootleg floating around for a while that was like a live show that he did with like a full band and it was really different than anything else he ever did. Mm. And we just like both really liked that recording. And I don't know, it was always like a thing where we wanted to release it officially. And one day we just finally did it. <laughs> and it's, yeah, it took a while, but yeah, just like, I don't know, trying to get the right people's permission. And but, like, how yeah. did you come across this bootleg to begin with? I mean, it was just like floating around online. I don't even, I can't even remember like, what version we actually pressed now or like where we got it but yeah it was just like trying to get in touch with different people who were involved and seeing what they thought of it and yeah like trying to get their permission seeing who wanted money from it or you know yeah. like stuff like that and then and then getting art from people like we got some like photos and uh we commissioned another person who was in the residence, Molly Harvey, to do some art for it. And so there was like a lot of, a lot of work that went into it. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it, it took a while. And you said you pressed them. Where are you? I'm assuming you mean LPs? Yeah, we do all vinyl or we, we were doing all vinyl releases. Now we're starting to do CDs too, because okay. there's a little bit of a demand for it. I think we've made, we made a few cassettes too. It actually kind of started with our band, I guess, mm -hmm. when I think about it, but that was like the first release that wasn't our band. <laughs> but I like the fact that it's all physical. So how are you even promoting that or how are people hearing about it? We did a Kickstarter, like an Indiegogo thing oh, okay. for the first one. And that, so that got some attention with that. And then it was just like finding weird forums of people who are obsessed with like the residents. Okay. They have like a crazy fan base that's really obsessive and <laughs> they're really yeah. into it. They want everything. So uh -huh. it's actually been pretty easy with them. I mean, we do like some email stuff for marketing, but otherwise it's just like posting stuff on like, like residents Facebook yeah, pages. Yeah, yeah. And, like, this is also the same way that you sourced your freelance work. You're <laughs> kind of finding people that are interested in the same thing and you're going, Hey, we're doing this thing. What do you think? Or do you need something? Or do you want this? That's actually really cool. Yeah, like we've thought about like trying to market it beyond what we're doing now. Uh -huh. but, but yeah, so far it's been working. We haven't really had to, so... I mean, that's actually fantastic. I'm sitting here going, I wish I had that many friends or knowledge of people that I knew to do that. How are you finding other bands to get involved with it? It's a lot of residence-based things right now, but we're trying to expand from that a little bit. And we're primarily like a reissue label right now. Yeah, like another band that we put out was X-Girl. That was like a kind of like alternative weirdo mm -hmm. Japanese band from like, I guess like the late... 90s probably yeah. uh we just put out another thing that was like also residence related but one of the members hardy fox like we just put out his like last solo album before he passed away last year mm -hmm. so it's been like kind of random but we have like a few things coming up that are not residence related all right, all right, <laughs> but yeah that's just like kind of how we started and what we're like interested in right now i guess where do you keep all this stuff i mean if you're selling these items and shipping them <laughs> we have like a super tiny 
like attic apartment and it's just insane. So it's it is what I was yeah. thinking in my head. This stuff you're just like you're like hoarders, but like with records. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's pretty crazy. Uh, shipping with it, like that's got to be awful because you're shipping LPs and stuff. I don't do much with the shipping, but I but I do watch it happen, and it's just like it's just like my dude like packing records like in the living room and it's just shit everywhere. <laughs> I keep being like, we need like an intern. I thought it was funny that she said that because with the collectibles that I'd mentioned earlier, to actually do it at the scale I want, I was actually going to have to go through the process of finding an intern at that point. So what was keeping Lacey from creating the inventory of stuff that she wants to make? The thing you want to do, like do some work at Poker Press and you want to create an inventory of stuff. What's keeping you from doing it right now? I don't know. I think I have so many ideas and it's just like all kind of submarine. I'm not sure which one to like focus on. And then I'm also just, it's cool. Like I am pretty busy with clients, but I think I I might need to start saying no or something. So it's the fact that you're doing work that isn't your work. Yeah, I think so. And just like also having like a full-time job and doing record label stuff too. So I think it's just getting distracted with things and I need to just like sit down and focus and like plan something. Because it's not like you're not doing anything. No, you're clearly doing stuff and you're making things. So what kind of stuff are you making for clients? I mean, what do you think drew them to your style and said, we want your style applied to what we want made? I hope it's unique, like maybe different than what they would just get normally or like, I don't know, you know, there's like those design websites you can like get a logo made for like five dollars or something try not to be like that <laughs> you know <laughs> yeah. but yeah i don't know i try to do like handmade stuff spice it up a little bit i'll finish stuff in computer but i usually try to like do some stuff by hand along the way like i don't know <laughs> i want to ask people now <laughs> you should i guess they just they want it so i give it to them i don't ask questions okay. what was what was the first thing you enjoyed drawing i was like obsessed with horses you <laughs> so were, i drew tons that of horses that <laughs> That is, I, that is a more common than you would think answer yeah, that I get. Kind of like a girl thing, I think. My sister actually, well, we both showed horses too. Like we were all, we were super like cowgirl horse people. <laughs> so you showed horses. Yeah. All right. I'm going to need to know a little bit more about that. So, okay. Th- okay all right. So what's up with that? Yeah. I was obsessed with them and like wouldn't let it go. So I mean, all you have to do is just not give up and your parents will finally give in and get you a horse. You just have to be really annoying. <laughs> <laughs> No, but my mom owned a horse, too, like, before I was born that she got rid of. So I think it was, like, I think she wanted to have one anyways, and so it worked out for her. You horse owner people. I love the fact that you're just like, well, my mom had one, too. I know. My husband, when I, like, told him about that, he was just, like, he thought it was really rich or something. He's like, only rich people have horses. But (laughs) we weren't. It was just, like... Monarchy's kind of rural, I guess. And yeah, like somehow we didn't live on a farm or anything. We just like, like I knew someone who had them and I like rode them for a while. And then we like, <laughs> this is weird that we're talking about this. But yeah, like um, then we bought one and boarded it at a farm. And I just, I was in 4-H and just got really into showing them for a while <laughs> until I like got more into music, I think, <laughs> and then I got bored with it. But how did you get into music? Like, so I mean, it's a natural transition: horses, music. <laughs> did you have any training at all, or you just one day had a ca- one of those Casio keyboards and was like, "I like this." My parents did buy me a keyboard when I was really little, and I took keyboard lessons when I was like ten or something. So that probably was the start of that. But then just. I don't know, me and my friends just liked music and 
just got really into that. <laughs> what was the band that was your transitional point to going like, yes, music is the serious thing that I'd like to try? <laughs> My favorite band, Sonic Youth. And oh. I got really into them when I was like 13 or something like that. That was when Washing Machine just came out, which is like not really a classic Sonic Youth album, I'd say. Yeah. I mean, I had a few other favorite bands before then. Like, I really liked... Hollow Notes. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. I think that was my first concert when I was like 11. Really? I don't really remember it that much, but it was like in the, it would be in the 90s. Okay. So it was probably pretty bad. But I do remember like um, discovering them and being like, this is like serious music. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, it is. All right. I love that we just went from client work to horses to music just then. With all the local work that Lacey does, I wondered if she ever displayed her work at events and if people had learned about what she does that way. The only thing I ever like tabled at was uh, I did a print and resist a while back and I had a bunch of screen prints added and some random stuff. I have a lot of random like screen prints and posters and a lot of it is from that that thing I was talking about where I kind of like went crazy for a semester and like did a bunch of show posters. Mm -hmm. But I kind of realized that like no one wants to buy like a poster of a random local band. <laughs> oh, I guess I did, I did a event called Gear and Beer too, where I had some posters. I made some prints and like, like backed them, like I like put them in little like a uh, plastic envelope thingies or whatever. <laughs> and that was kind of cool. But yeah, I don't know. I think maybe in like, maybe it just needs a little more time. So they seem more like vintage or something. <laughs> I feel like, oh yeah, that show, that was 15 years ago. That was cool. That was when I was cool. <laughs> oh, okay. Unless it's like a band that people are really into. Yeah. A lot of them are like our local shows that I did because it was like me working for friends. Okay. There's some that are for touring bands. Do you remember the website called Gig Posters? It was around for a while and basically it was posters that people made for different shows like all over the country and they would post their stuff there. The guy who ran it, he set it up very insecure. It got hacked and it, yeah, like the whole thing just like fell apart and he had to close it. But he created a Facebook group and now what it is is the Facebook group is just people going, I made this poster for this show. It's really cool. Who wants to buy it? Like it's, they essentially use the Facebook marketplace. I'm just saying there is, I know there are people out there that are doing it. So if it's just like, here's this really cool poster from Madison, Wisconsin, and you just say that's what it is and this is what the band is like i actually had forgotten all about gig posters until just then when we were talking so if you're interested just do a search on facebook for gig posters and you'll find the group and you can check it out Lacey said that she tabled at the zine fest and i wanted to know if she had any zine ideas that she still has yet to make yeah this was a while ago now i want i really wanted to like make a zine that was like it's kind of like what you're doing but i didn't want to interview people live i just wanted to like do an inter like a casual interview with them but also like do photography like take a bunch of photos of them just like doing their thing and publish like the interview and like the photos and I wanted like screen printing to be involved and like cool layouts and like have it be like this really like handmade partially screen printed partially printed thing <laughs> okay. and I did actually like I took I did two photo sessions one with the band Ossuary from town and mm -hmm. one with my friend Joshua who does like really crazy collage art. I think maybe it's because I never <laughs> I never ended up getting the interview from Ossuary, but I got uh, the interview with my friend 
and then I've just been kind of like sitting on it. I've bugged uh, my friend who's on the band a lot. Like, when are you going to give me that interview? <laughs> <laughs> Why wouldn't they want to do it? Probably like I kind of, <laughs> well, I told you I'm super nervous about interviewing. I think that's how she was too. Okay. She's like, I don't know what to say. <laughs> uh-huh. But yeah, and I think I want to do that again. That's something that I need to do, and I want to get into a screen printing lab to kind of like finish that up. How are you going to distribute it? <laughs> I haven't thought of it that far. I imagine maybe if I get it done by next year, I could do like the print and resist thing, or True. yeah, just like put something on my website. I also thought about like just having it be like a like a thing on the website, like a blog kind of thing, but mm-hmm. I don't think it would be as cool. There's nothing to stop you from putting it there as a point of interest. And you post mm-hmm. pieces of it in the blog, and then at the end of it, you go, this is part of a zine. You go to buy a book on Amazon, you're going to look inside for details yeah. sort of thing, because you want to know, well, what's in this? Oh, like zine distribution companies? <laughs> there are, actually. Yeah. There's one called Microcosm publishing out in california and they strictly go like yes that's what we do order zines for rainbow bookstore did did. you ever go there yeah yeah yeah. like i mean they're out of business now but i did that for a little while so Mm. i'm a little bit familiar but i haven't done that in a while either i realized something when you were telling me the zine thing i remember on your instagram you posted pictures that somebody made paper dolls of you I'm just going to say, what's the story with that? Um, That was a a gift from a really good friend. And I think it was supposed to be a birthday present, but it took a really long time. So, (laughs) because they're super amazing and detailed. They were. Yeah, she gave them to me. It was like a Valentine's Day thing. And then that was really funny because, well, like there was like a tiny little Clarboon can. (laughs) Yeah. And like. I like hashtagged them or whatever, and then they they were like, "This is great, we're gonna feature you." <laughs> so they put it in their little like fan Instagram page. Oh, the nice. page. <laughs> I awesome. just thought it was really funny. But my friend Magdalene, <laughs> okay. yeah, she does really cool art too. So again, so random. I asked about zines, and our conversation went from that to paper dolls to Claire Brune featuring her on Instagram. I love that. So just to add to the randomness, I have a funny little story that happened after meeting Lacey. So I gave her directions to the train car for the interview, and I said I would just meet her in the parking lot outside. She told me to just be on the lookout for a big-ass van that she'd be driving. And indeed, she did show up in a big-ass van. Then a few days later, I was on a bike ride, and at a four-way stop sign in one of the neighborhoods downtown, I stopped, and there was a car coming... And it was one of those moments where it was like, should I go? Do you go? Do I go? One of us inches forward and then the other person does. And then you both go, go ahead. And the whole cycle starts all over again. And I was thinking as that was happening, I'm looking at the car and it was a big ass van. You don't see those very often. And then I thought that's like the one Lacey had. And it was Lacey. And we both laughed. And at that point, it was like, I'm just going to go. Anyway, I thought that was funny. Whatever. You can check out Lacey's work at LaceySmithDesign.com. If you're enjoying this podcast, head on over to my site at AmericanBandito.com slash subscribe, or you can sign up for the mailing list or find all the links to the other things that I'm doing. Also, let me know if you have any questions or would like to contact me. Just go to AmericanBandito.com slash subscribe. The music for the show is by my band, Lorenzo's Music. Thanks for listening, and until the next episode, so long.